everybody. How you like that? Black Talk Smack Talk here, episode seven, live in Seattle. Right? Hope you guys are feeling that. Hope, that, you, hope you got in your headphones. I know that heat. Yeah, some heat, right, Sneeze? Yo. Well, as you guys didn't know, we'll give you a quick reminder. I'm your host, uh, Charlie Hustle Hill. I got a couple of my pals here. My man to the right. Oh, go ahead, Sano. Sano Cater. Oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, okay. I got Sano Cater <laughs> in the house. And OG Adam in the house. Co- Coach Jose. Coach Jose. And then and then calling in from San Diego, we got our audio, we got our technical difficulties figured out. And we got our other partner, Bruce Jackson, calling in from San Diego. Former 15-time All-American at UW. 15 times. <laughs> uh, I think it was six or five. Uh, three, three, three. Well, it should have been 15. Should have been 15. I feel, I feel good being back. I think I'm about 69 percent right now. Um, oh, so sneeze and bead. We're good. <laughs> sneeze and bead. I love it. Yeah, you like that. He's t- who's, t- was it, who's he taking a shot at when he did that? <laughs> Originally, he was just making fun of uh, he was saying 69, but then he said 81 percent. Oh, oh yeah. Jaylen Jaylen so if you guys Rose. didn't know, yeah. someone asked Joel Embiid how he's feeling. He said he was 69 percent. Oh, like Gronk. Gronk said that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Jalen Rose said that that was like childish of him to say yeah. all that 69 percent. So then in return, the next time Joel Embiid was asked that, he said I'm 81 percent. As a shout out Jalen Rose, who was guarding Kobe when even, Kobe dropped I, he 81. Even said shout out to Jalen Rose. After oh, he, he did. Said it, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a shot. It was a shot at Jalen Rose. Um, well, Jalen said. Jalen said it was childish because it also was a you know female reporter that asked him. It was the questioning coming from? So. Hey, well, and B was trying to let her know what's happening. He must have heard that BTSD <laughs> intro theme song yeah. and was like, "Okay, what's up? Come come through later to the hotel." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. All right. Well, uh, so let me ask you guys a question. Did you guys uh, peep that Warriors Celtics game the other day? Unfortunately, Sano was. Warriors Thunder? Oh, Sano Warriors Thunder. Was, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sano doesn't really want to talk about it today. What happened? I mean, see what happened. Well, I'm oh. assuming the Warriors won. Right? Okay, Sizzle. <laughs> the squad formerly known as the Sonics. They were fired up. Okay, see was fired up for that game. That's right. They played their best game of the season. Russ was, was not backing down. No. You, you catch that ready. game, Bruce? Yeah, I caught the game. I watched that whole game uh, start to finish. I enjoyed you're, it. You're a Very big good. Russ guy. How are you feeling? Uh, Russ, Russ gave it to him. The, vero- the ferocity, the ferociousness. It was, it was fun to watch. You say he gave did. it to them or gave it to him? Define who's him. I gave it to the whole team. <laughs> He gave it to the whole team, but particularly KD was getting on notice. Well, he was no, notice. he was giving it to Curry. What was the stat we saw in the first quarter? There was nine possessions. Was oh, it was like he all six possessions against Curry. He basically scored, but the other three possessions against yeah. someone else, he didn't. I, I saw that, that stat. Right. I don't even I don't even mention Curry. He's yeah, just to, it's I, no I'd contest. Have to, I'd have to pull it up. But yeah, it's no con- the, the multiple multiple MVP, multiple title <laughs> winner. Curry is no contest. I mean, the ga- the no, ga- com- no comment. <laughs> the game was pretty much in control from start to right. start to finish. Did the Warriors have surpri- a lead? I was surprised that the Warriors were just—they looked compl- like complacent the whole game. They did. They never like you know, they never matched OKC at all. At least the Warriors lost, and I didn't see them complain about fouls this time. 
They were actually laughing at the end of the game. They were laughing at Russ. They were laughing at him trying to trying to chase the last uh, assist for the triple double. Right, which I is funny, but at the same time, I was actually surprised that you know after Kerr pulled all the starters, then the, what about eight minutes in yeah, the fourth? Yeah. That okay, Russ was still playing with three oh, minutes start, left. Okay, starters were into like I think a minute and a half. No, I think the game. they Two just minutes. wanted to solidify that win. Yeah. I think they just wanted to make sure they got the W because you know their fourth quarters have been is their you know, worst before last game have been historically bad. So well, yeah, the, the last five minutes not historically, but you 20, know, for this season, a twenty-point lead with two minutes to go. All the all the all, not, the, all the Warrior starters are out of the game. Probably not two minutes, but you know five minutes. They got they were catching up little by little. Right. Yeah. What's it? Clay Thompson hits three threes in forty-five seconds. They weren't in the game. I know, but if he was, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. It yeah, could yeah. be that easy. Yeah. It could be that easy. I could they, see that. They I could know. come back. They've done those comebacks before. That's I mean, we've seen we've seen the Warriors. You know. That's yeah, how they did the other so. night when they outscored them forty-seven to fifteen in the in the uh, right. when they did that to the um, to, uh, Sixers. Yeah. Sixers. Yeah. The one Sixers. Of, yeah. One of the best things about the Warriors, what they do is like finish quarters. They always talk about that. They finish mm -hmm. quarters always that's with like a three or teams do. a three or five zero run, yeah. maybe a seven zero run real quick, where you have the lead. Next thing you know, you're down six. Right. Like, man, that was in like two possessions. So, uh, what do you guys think about the uh, Russ, know, the, and, the Russ whole, and KD's little little jaw in action? I mean, no matter how much they each say like, "Oh, we're over it, just another game, whatever." It's obviously not, right? They're not friends. It's no, like me and Bruce. Me and Bruce. We're not friends, bro. <laughs> Nothing close. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of all that sneeze? Uh, I thought it was highly entertaining. Um, I mean, it's their, their little their little forehead exchange was cute and all that typical NBA fight, whatever you want to call oh, that. So you're saying you're oh, pretty. So, so you're Bruce Lonzo Ball. You would have walked away, that. huh? I was just Bruce, say you're that. soft. Uh, the walk away. I wouldn't say that I walk away, but I mean, with the the little the little let's let's pump our heads next to each other um, looked a little silly, but I, I enjoyed the verbal exchange. So okay, I thought yeah, I thought KD was was uh, obviously Russ was was yapping his he was yapping his mouth, but K but Russ was yapping his mouth walking away. KD followed him to tell him something, and like Adam was saying, it was hard to tell what KD was saying, but I was reading something that KD was just trying to tell him that that's not you, bro. Like you're not. That's not true, man. You're being phony. I mean, burner Twitter is the last one to be telling people. Phony. He should be laughing and calling cats phony. Man. Yeah, I don't know. They, I don't, they obviously still do not like each other at all. Right. Right. Whether know they, who knows if they might have. I don't know how tight they were when they were on OKC, but they were obviously. They had to be close, close enough to be teammates, right? right. They got along. Ever I, since then. I think they were genuinely friends. Well, what, what, friends, I don't know. but not like. I don't know if they hung out like outside no, it's of. It's not like LeBron and D Wade. They're not like best friends, but I see they're probably like, like homies. Oh, they were chums. Yeah. They were chums. Buds. Yeah. Amigos. I don't know how close they were, but. Well, that was funny uh, on that thing. Um, by the way, guys, our group chat is legendary for. Those. If we, if we could show it to the listeners out there. Okay. But yeah. we the, we talked about there was that Nick Wright piece. A lot of you know cast don't like Nick Wright, but from FS1. When he first was, things first. When he, the LeBron sucker, but when the guy I mean, you need to shout him out. When he Nick was well, he was talking about oh he just because when he likes LeBron, but when he's not talking about LeBron. He's got good points. When he's like not what? talking about LeBron being better than MJ, right? Like what? But he talked. To, he brought up the point how when how that whole KD MVP. He talked about he loved he loved Russ. He went on and he talked about his mom was the MVP. He was crying about him. Oh, so yeah, he, yeah. he kept saying how Russ is like his boyfriend, basically. You know? BFF, man. Right? So they were, I'm just saying that because they were homies. They were tight. Yeah. You know, they came up together from, you know, what, winning 25 games to winning mm -hmm. 60 and going right. to the finals. Right. You know? 
but and I think I think KD's over it, but Russ isn't over it, right? Russ is still burned. So then when KD saw Russ still like man, you know talking mess, KD's like hold up, man. Kind of fed into it, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Because KD's a competitor, right? Right. So he wasn't gonna let Russ get the last word. And Russ does seem like that he's. He, I mean, obviously we've seen like KD's like emotional and sensitive, weirdly sensitive sometimes, but we've seen. With the whole photography, oh Russ, he had, yeah, Russ is not letting it go. The cat shirt, he doesn't. He, he holds on to things. He takes all kinds of shots that he can. Like yeah. he just, just, you know, you you were saying that Katie's t- saying like, "Yo, you're fake, bro. This ain't you." On the flip side, it seems like Russ is genuine. Like, well, Russ is high key authentic. He's a fire starter. Yeah, he pl- he, I mean, he plays like that. He he's always at 110. percent And and KD should know that, right, right Bruce? He should. He should. He should be prepared for uh, the viciousness. I was reading an article and uh, Russ's post game speech talking about you know he it doesn't matter who it is like he doesn't have friends. He doesn't care if it's Oak if it's the Warriors or it's KD. He was talking about who do I got uh, coming down the line? It's Detroit, Reggie Jackson, or Dennis Smith on with the Mavs on Saturday. He doesn't care. He's coming hard. Yeah, you're right. And right. he, he should know that. I mean, from all the days they played together. How his only friend was the basketball or something like from that. From the cupcake days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man, I mean. What I was Russ's I mean, numbers? You said, yeah. Uh, they, he, had, he had 34, what? 34, 12, 10, 34 10, 9, 10, and 9. And 10, 4 9. steals. And Steven Adams yeah, missed that layup in the end. That's why they were laughing. Because right. Russ was trying, he was trying to, to that, shoot it. Yeah. He was trying to get that triple-double. And uh, but I, I mean, mean, I don't know if you should be laughing on the bench when you're. Down 20. Down 20, right? And. And this guy's trying to—he almost got a triple double against you, but that's the Warriors, I guess. I mean, this is probably the best game the Thunder played overall this year, and hopefully it can be something. You know, I know we talked about them on our last pod about them. Uh, what's wrong with them? You know, why are they off to such a slow start? But hopefully they could use this game. And I said on our pod that I thought they were going to lose. And you're uh, Charlie. You're the one that said, "Man, it could be something." You know, it could, it could be. He, a, said, he said it too. They could be something they could grow on. Right. right. Something. Can I mean, build they off held of. the they held the Warriors to forty one percent from the field, thirty two percent from three. Now, did you guys see force? It? They forced twenty two turnovers. You guys have any input on like how they did it? Would you guys have any opinions on that? Was it switches? Was it doubles? Getting the ball out of Curry's Man. hands? I mean, Curry, t- no, Curry takes bad shots. He took a few. I bad think ones. it was. I think uh, one thing for sure they can't do next time is, I mean, they left Curry on an island. I mean, he cannot guard Russ. I mean, that was Well, I'm thinking about the obvious. other side on how they how they kept the Warriors to 40%, which is a feat. Well, I'm, man. You have the shooting percentages up there, Adam? Yeah. I mean, 41%, I saw that. 41%. 41%. 41%. For the Warriors? What were they on three? 33. They're 10 of 31. Yeah, I mean, Clay and Curry were, I mean, you know, they always had the quick trigger. Right, and and this, this game they were off. I mean, there was guys in their face as best as they could. Sometimes that doesn't even bother See, them. I, think it was, I mean, I don't know if there was anything uh, like coaching wise. Like I didn't notice anything different that either team did. Obviously, it seems like the they Warriors limited. Were, the Warriors were just playing on a or the uh, sorry the Thunder were just were playing fired a different up. level. Every def- every defensive I possession, there was somebody somebody was switching. There mm-hmm. were somebody was there. There was nobody really open. It was some good matchups out there. I thought Paul George played well defensively on KD. I mean, you're yeah. not going to stop him, but he held him to 8 of 17. Uh, he had a couple big shots, And he too. had four turnovers. Yeah, Paul George had four steals, you know, 20 and 11. There was, there was a one run where I think it was Melo went on, like, 10-0 run by himself or something Mello like that. Mello outplayed Draymond Green. It's just crazy. Yeah, like, 
the amount of star power on the court. Yeah, seven. It was, a, it was a fun game. Seven guys that all may be <sighs> Hall of Famers. Man, that's going to be. If, and they're all. If, if they meet in the Western Conference Finals. That Seven series, Hall of Famers. That series is going to be ridiculous. On, on the court at one time, out of ten players, and and uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, and Melo and Ose, they're all basically in their prime. Melo's a little bit past his prime. Yeah. Right, but he can still get buckets. Right. Right, and so you have seven guys. You're forgetting Jordan Bell too. He could be the eighth. But Stephen <laughs> Adams, look, this is a this is a telling thing right here on how important he is to the team. Draymond had four points. Four rebounds, six assists, three steals, was a negative thirteen on the court. That just tells he needs to play well. He's like their to me. He's the most important piece. He plays well. Golden State usually is in a position to win the game. Right. He's the one kind of brings it all together. Right. So and I think they limited. Like, go ahead. I was just going to say. I was to say. Oh, go ahead, they limited. Sorry. They limited uh, a lot of second chance buckets. I for Golden State. I mean, they did a good job rebounding. Limiting those second chance uh, shots, and then they really contested uh, outside jumpers. I felt like they were willing to give up uh, the paint, mm-hmm. which Golden State didn't take take real advantage of. But I, I thought those were, you know, Billy Donovan did a good job of executing. If that was the game plan, and executed pretty well. I was going to say a lot of those threes, like you said, they were ten for thirty-three. A lot of those were contested. Yeah, they were. Um, and, and, and Adam, how many rebounds did Adam have? I saw him get a few offensive. Twelve, but yeah. as, he had twelve and six offensive rebounds. But yeah. as a team, OKC out rebound him fifty to thirty-one. Yep. Well, like you or said, thirty-two. Or no, I'm sorry, fifty to thirty-nine. I think Bruce has mentioned on a previous pod about OKC's rebounding is almost like historic. Their rebounding is pretty crazy. They were really good rebounding last year too, and even better this year, I think. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I mean, I think the main, but I think the main thing was just the intensity, right? You know, I like, mean, Melo, <coughs> Melo even had the intensity, right? Like you can't not. I mean, they were obviously the arena was, they were fired up. The fans were fired. We up. saw a little Olympic Melo in that game. He yeah. got a few kickbacks <laughs> on top of the key, yeah. and he hit that three real quick. That's what I always remember him for Olympic Melo was hitting those pull up threes off the extra pass. But I think the, game, on the he he played well. I mean, the the big three played well, but I mean, Russ put his foot. You know, put it stamp on Footprint. the game. Yeah, yeah. He dominated. You and know, then, and, and Golden State just didn't like. It might, what do you want to call it? An off night or not? They just didn't match what OKC brought that night. OKC was on a different level. I think. I think it was Mark Jackson during the game was talking about how Russ kind of has that. Uh, how people say he's selfish, and if anything, one of the reasons why OKC is not working is because he hasn't been selfish enough. He's been. He's a actually. Yeah. Been, yeah. He said he's trying to be an, an actual point guard for the team. Right, which right? isn't really working so far. And yeah, that's it's resulted in them being what, two games yeah. under five hundred. They, they still need to feed off. He needs to be and the so guy. That, like that game, and they right. need to play and off he, of him. Play he, off of that's him. what he, and that's what he did. He goes, you know what? This is my game. This is my house. Again, Katie's coming back into my house now. Yeah. You know, you left this house, so he was letting it be known. This is this is my place, and you guys are going to play off me. So, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. I mean, Golden State, or I mean, uh, OKC has, you know, Detroit tonight and uh, Dallas tomorrow. So maybe they can, you know, tally off two wins, build some momentum can, going forward. I think, is there any, like, I, I'm even thinking about, like, the fi- NBA Finals, like if it's Cleveland, Golden State, or whoever. There's no other series I'm most looking forward to watching in the playoffs than this one, if this happens. Yeah. Maybe like, there's Houston. No other- I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind Houston, Golden State. Oh, the intensity would be. Oh, yeah, but the intensity of oh, but then like, Cleveland, Boston would be good too. That'd, that'd be a be good one too. But I think a lot of intensity. A, H- a Houston, 
Oklahoma should be good too. That'd be good too. But I'm just talking about like the sheer like, happen, right? the, like the dislike between the two teams. If right. anything, oh yeah. If anything, I could probably see maybe the second round being Houston Golden or Houston Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. Depending on where Oklahoma finishes. Right. And then the winner of that gets, is playing Golden State. Right. right. So we could get those but two then again, series in a row. But then again, o Oklahoma could finish four or five. Right. We don't. Yeah. We don't and then they would play Golden out. State in the second round. I'm just saying, as a, as part of. Uh, as part of the playoffs, like there's no other series that I'm looking forward to more. Even yeah. the even the finals. Yeah. Like, it's not going to match that cupcake kind of season. Yeah. Cupcake season. Like a couple <laughs> years ago, when, uh, when Golden State came back on OKC and they were down three one. Oh yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Trick that one. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and slide. We'll go and slide on into. Uh, you guys watch that Husky game today? We're gonna do, we're gonna do a little college basketball <laughs> chatter. Man. It almost happened. I woke up this morning. I said it could be the day that Seattle U finally beats the Dogs, and, and man, we were in for a doozy. Man, it's like watching two JV teams play. Oh man, it was. Uh, <laughs> Bruce, tell me, tell me a little bit about your uh, favorite players on UW. On this year's team. Uh, this year's team. Uh, you know, I've actually, I've been, I am actually a Sam Timmons fan. I. I still hold. I still. I know you, the beginning. You and the all first of New two. Zealand, and that's it. Hey, probably. You know, hey, you know what? I though? know. I made fun of Sam Timmons the beginning first, of the year. He's playing solid. Thank you, thank you. I know the beginning of the season. It was a little rough those first about two games, but I actually been a fan. I've been trying to give him a pass. I like. I like what he can develop and become. Uh, so I am actually a Sam uh, a, a Timmons fan. Um, you like Timmons more than you know, David Crisp. <clears throat> Uh, David Chris um, would be a great uh, bench player for us, but <laughs> as him as a start, as him as a starter, uh, no, no go. He did, no uh, go. Chris just needs to be like he's perfect for that scoring guard off the bench. You can't exactly. have him starting exactly. and running your team, right? You know, he's not going to initiate the offense. I mean, so here's a question I have: So from Romar to Hopkins, have you guys seen that much of a change offensively for us? A lot of people, you know, the main gripe, the, the famous hashtag, the fire Romar hashtag, was always because the offense was so stagnant. It was always just individual, one-on-one, -on -one, isolation, make something happen. There was no plays. Have you got, I haven't seen a whole lot different. I haven't seen much difference either. Now, I mean, now but, their main uh, ISO guy seems to be Noel. Right. Seems to be the guy who goes one-on-one. -on -one. He's our killer. Not, well, Dick Dickerson is the Dickerson. ISO, ISO the, the post. Because they actually Charlie, throw the ball into well, now the they, post. That's, that's why. That's one thing they do now more is throw the ball into the post. Right. It's personnel, Charlie. I think your question would be different, personnel. I mean, we've got a first-year coach. Clearly, this is not his all of his team, recruiting-wise. Well, right. It's going to take time to instill – the players that are going to work for his system. So yeah, I yeah. wouldn't expect a drastic a coach change from adapt, Romar. Adapt his system to the players that he has. If he doesn't have that much talent, well then run plays yeah. that will that will allow players to flourish in that, and where you don't have to have an uh, individual stud, right. like an Isaiah Thomas, or you know Will Conroy that can set the table. B Roy, right? Obviously we don't have that, so we might have to actually run plays, you know, yeah. run off double screens and back cuts, you know, UCLA cuts. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah. Is I've, that what you guys ran at um, Nathan Hale? We your did. Senior year, we ran, we ran uh, triple and double. Triple, I remember triple. But no, no, I have seen. Um, and what was Bruce was like a Matisse out there? No. Oh, goodness. Um, we're talking about real basketball here. <laughs> uh, no, but one thing I have noticed, which was amazing to see, it's been a few years. We had a, we had an under the basket inbounds play. 
How long have we been talking about? It? Wow. We've been talking about that. Wow. For if you're a husky, long time. if you're a husky hoop fan, you can you can relate to the frustration, the lack of inbounds plays. Basically, it was everybody run around and then someone just backpedal to the half court line, and just throw like a hail mary to them. And hopefully, the defense doesn't chase it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you what's also true to what's been true to uh, a diehard Husky fan is our, we still have the inept ability to hit free throws <laughs> that, that has still yeah, we, lingered yeah. from the world. 25, 25 of 30 today. 25 of 30 is good. That's not bad. That's good. Yeah. That's good for, I think Noel himself was what? 13 for 14. Right. So that's probably what we, we need to talk about him for a little so bit. Jalen Noel, Seattle zone, two Oh six Garfield bulldog. Never, he only lost one home game in his Garfield tenure of four years on varsity, and that was to Michael Porter Jr. on ESPN. That was his only, oh, home, that's loss. only home loss in four years. Yeah. He's looked – he's a he's a monster. He's looked really good so I far. I mean, he had 30 earlier, 30 – 32. 32 against Belmont. And in Belmont. this game, he had 27? <gasps> 25? Yeah, he was eight today. He was yeah, our guy. He had, on he had 25 today. And he had four assists. I mean, I know it was against Seattle U, but as you heard, the announcers kept reiterating, the Seattle U's got a lot of veterans, you know. Yeah, they had a lot of graduate transfers. Yeah, yeah and they play hard. I mean, they're not as talented, but they play real hard. You know, your effort level sometimes overtakes the talent in games like this. Right. So, but no, yeah, Jalen, he's, he's showing. Got, he's got it all. I mean, he's got the rare mid-range game that just is a lost art. Yeah, not many people have that anymore. He's got that Rip Hamilton. Game, That's where we should get Big Timmons out there to set that. Use that big body, set some screens, have him come off a screen. Timmons had nine. Curl. Timmons was not had nine and eight today. Timmons was also going against yep. the seven three center, who he that, and that guy for CLU was not terrible. Well, like you said, that was Noah's problem today because Noah's. Yeah, Noah struggled. What is Noah six seven? Noah yeah six seven. It doesn't. You know when uh, it was Menzies. I, Menzies. Menzies. From, he had seventeen and thirteen today. He's seven three. I listened to uh, Hopkins post game, and he was talking about Noah and Jalen, and he said. At six, he called him six seven and six two. I'm like, man, Jalen's got to be taller than six two. They let me list him at six four, six five. Yeah. I was I've seen him. He's probably six four. Oh, is I he? I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Six six long, three. Six three. It sounds a little. He's long. Short. Yeah. But you know, down. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna be our guy. So here's a question for you guys. I've been asked this. Last year, the dogs won nine games. <laughs> The uh, right the, the, Char the Charlie Hustle over under on the season for wins is nine and a half. Who's buying over? Who's buying understock? Who's buying overstock? Over. I think they go. You buying over? Oh, what man. are they right now? Three, three and two. Three and two. Three. Oh yeah, because we'll win a few more games in our. I was looking at it. There's in our, a, in our preseason. Well, we'll games. probably be. Well, they have Kansas and Gonzaga coming up. Well, okay. Back to back. <laughs> <laughs> When are those games? Hopkins was shooting for the fence on that one. Shit. What? I mean, back-to-back -back Gonzaga and Well, that Kansas wasn't Hopkins. That we was Roma. That was predetermined, yeah. Oh, that was predetermined, that. but we have Kansas and Gonzaga back-to-back. -back. I looked at it today. Terrible. It, on the road. Kansas on the well, road. I mean, we well, have UC it's, Davis it's on Sunday. Kansas City. But it's in Kansas, though. Hey, okay, so we City, have yeah. UC Davis on Sunday, Kennesaw State on Tuesday. Next Sunday is Omaha. Potentially, I don't. I so mean, I know nothing. I know nothing about Kennesaw State or Omaha. I know that we shouldn't lose to Kennesaw State. <laughs> hey, uh, UC Davis. That's um. You said the same thing about Stony Brook. Orel Hennings from uh, Franklin. 
He's oh, really? on that team, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. He's going to give our guards fits. Hmm. Shout out to him. Shout out. And then we got Loyola Marymount, Bethune Cookman. Oh, Cookman. <laughs> Montana. And then that's it. When so is, when, when is Gonzaga? The 6th and the 10th. 6th and the 10th. And Gonzaga's here. Gonzaga is here. Remember we watched that game last year, Charlie? At, yeah, at, when the game was at Gonzaga. I was I was stoked for this game, but we're gonna get him back. We're gonna have Michael Porter. Michael he's gonna Porter. he's gonna torch these clowns. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I like the scheduling. I mean, so they're gonna learn. They're gonna how learn. many? So how many of those quote unquote gimmies are on there? We got Omaha, Kennesaw State. I don't think anybody's a gimme. Ken, they almost lost to Seattle U today. I think Seattle U is better than Kennesaw State. How do you do you know anything about Kennesaw State? I know everything. <laughs> I know they're starting five. <laughs> <laughs> say if you really name them. But no, but but I mean, man. So then there you go. If if if, if, if we can't say without even knowing, let's Ken, go, let's go. When's the last time you see Kennesaw State? I'm, honestly, I think I've heard even in the NIT. Let's go through this, let's go through the non-conference schedule real quick and just predict. So we're at three. <laughs> so right. So read it again, Adam. We got who they got next. So next is UC Davis on Sunday. You gotta, okay, you gotta say win, right? Kennesaw State Four, on Tuesday. Five. So that's five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omaha next Sunday. Six. And then Omaha. You, then you gotta go. Omaha. Omaha. And then Kansas and Gonzaga. Okay, loss, loss. Win, win. Uh, Loyola Marymount. It's called exposure. I think they, they, they. I think they win over nine. So wait, Bethany Cookman. Bethany Cookman on I remember Tuesday her from the nineteenth. She was the. Uh, she was the homie. Beth Cookman. Yeah. And then Montana Bruce on the twenty second. Oh. Uh, so where are we at now? What's that number then? What did we say? So the next three we said were wins. Is it three? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they run into six. Gonzaga and Kansas. Kay. That's two losses, so they're six and four. So then Cookman. Cookman, we're seven. saying wins, seven and four. Uh, who was after that? After Bethune. Montana. Hey, Montana. Oh, that's not a game. Montana's though. tough. They're always tough. Uh, we're going to take that L. I'm on Joe Montana. Joe Montana? Yeah. You say you say you say that's a loss. I think so. We I think we've almost lost to Montana in the past. Oh Montana, they have a uh, Ahmad Rory. Oh yeah, he's yep. solid. Okay, so I think that's a loss. Do they, do they, no, they no longer have the man, the myth, the legend, Donovan Dorsey, one of your favorites, Martin Broinich. Yeah, Donovan Dorsey's out for the season. What? Yeah. Oh Dorsey, man. man, that was one of your. You loved him. Shout out to Dodo, Donovan Dorsey. He's okay, that so, dude. So he's at seven and five. Timberline. That's seven and five. So seven and five in their preseason. In preseason. They're gonna win six games in the Pac-12. <laughs> no way. I think so. April six and twelve. They could go six. Six and twelve. Oh 12. man, I was just playing. I Maybe four. Chuck, I'm taking the under. You're taking under nine I'm and taking, a half. I'm taking the over. I think they go. I think they get to. I'm like taking 12. the under. Okay. Twelve total. So you, sneeze. You're under nine. I'm t- no. It's nine and a half. So I'm taking. I'm taking nine. Oh okay. Well, that's what it was last year. Yeah. I think they win 12, 12 total games. They're making the CBI. Crap, no. Crap, no. We, w- we, win, we win three three of our last remaining non-conference games. We win three of those. And then we go we go three. We win three games in the pack. Only three, three? in a pack. Well, look. I think they can beat Oregon State. Twice. We're going to be Oregon. Wait, wait Oregon State. Oregon State's the, the sun is back. Tinkle? Yeah. Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel. Yeah, Tinkle's back, but so they're not going to be a pushover as much as last year. They no, won no. Were, were they? Were they? We were one in seventeen last year. I mean, I, 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 
or before today, I would have said Wazoo, but they just beat St. Mary's. Wazoo's not yet. Wazoo's They're not solid. Uh, who else do we got? That's beatable. Cal. Cal lost to no. a D2 team. Did they really? really? In the Maui. They lost to Chaminade. Oh, oh, man. The Maui Invitational. It was a home game. Chaminade gets one every couple of years. They get they, they sneak a W. That means UW can sneak a W versus yeah. them. Yeah, there's like Arizona State. My God, Arizona Bobby State Hurley. is uh, yeah, good. Hurley's building tra- the program. And, uh, tra- Trey Holder Trey just Holders. dropped 40 today. Did he? He put 40 back yeah. on? Okay. He put 40 on Xavier, yeah. Wow. I don't know. And they won. Taking the over. Yeah, man. I'm I don't know. Over. I'm thinking it's going to be right about there. I'm thinking it's going to be between nine and twelve. And I'd be happy. With nah, we're more. beating. Uh, the, we're only. We beat. Maybe we can get Oregon State twice, and maybe we snuff out like a Cal or Stanford. But those rest of those teams are good. You got to be Wazoo at home. Like I said, Arizona State. Arizona State just beat Xavier. They're ranked fifteenth. Well, good for the good for the pack. You know. It'd be crazy if the pack was strong this year and they get like six or seven teams in the year that does that. We're not one of them. We're on the we're on the cellar dweller, and in our conference gets seven teams. You know, there's times where we were like the fifth team and we couldn't get the fifth squad in. There's times we were the best team in the conference and we didn't, we didn't get, get in. There you go. <laughs> okay, quick um quick question for you guys before we move on to our next topic. Um, what is Jalen Noel our only uh pro prospect? Oh, Matisse <laughs> Chabelle, our only pro? I mean, oh, no. only pro? Only pro prospect. Oh, I think Jalen Noel is a pro prospect. No, that's what I just Yeah, yeah. I said Matisse Thibel. I Thank was you for you listening, you I dick. <laughs> I said, is Jalen Noel our only pro prospect? Uh, go ahead, Chuck. Chuck. You say pro. NBA. Okay. Matisse Chuck, is go ahead and speak on this. You already, you already know we've talked too. about this before. I mean, Matisse. We've talked about this before. We've all been waiting for Matisse to turn that corner. And and become that guy, and a, I think it's been a gradual improvement. Every he's year. he has NBA talent. I don't know if he has NBA tenacity, you know, yeah. to bring it all the time. Um, you know, before Sam Timmons was getting NBA looks in practice because he was so good. No way. He was yeah. No that's way. just because they were coming watching Markel. Based on what? And he was turning turning. Some, he was raising some eyebrows. Footwork. Yeah, because he had game. I guess he's a whole different player in practice. That's the same theory behind drafting Robert Swift. We didn't even watch him practice <laughs> on video. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, Mat- but Matisse, uh, last year Char- I presented Charlie. Matisse had a had a profile. He was on. He was he. They had him projected as a second rounder on 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 a couple draft boards. I could see that. So yes, I could see that last year. He's kind of like a. Before, I seems like a poor man's uh, Justin Jackson. I mean, he's going to follow bit. the line of the Justin Holidays, right? He's going to follow that yeah. long three. You know, so here's a quick thing for all the Husky fans out there. Since we're talking Husky Husky basketball, we were looking at the 2009-2010 Husky roster the other day. They had lost to Purdue. Um, they beat – I forgot who they beat the first round. Mississippi State maybe, and then lost to Purdue. Robbie Hummel, Chris Kramer. Oh, I love jo- Chris Kramer. Jawan Johnson. And, uh, Etwan Moore, wasn't he? Etwan Mizzle. But, yeah, that UW team, had. we looked it up, had six NBA players on the roster. Wow. Off the top of your head. Again? And, and there's six players, and that's not including our best pl- two of our best players that year were. Well, six players that played in the NBA. At, at least the game. Yeah, two yeah. of our best players that year were Vinoy and NBA, and they didn't make the NBA, yep. which is crazy. Yep. So we had eight solid guys, but some of them were young, some of them were older. But we had IT, Justin Holiday, yep. CJ Wilcox, yep. uh, John Brockman. John Brockman. Uh, 
And then who are the other ones? Oh, Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross. And uh, Justin Detman, I think. Was it Justin Detman? Detman, yep. Daddy. No, he never played no NBA game. And Steven, they even had Suggs on that team, and he, they played the D League. Suggs play, was a, played well in the D League. Yeah. So did so Gaddy. Gaddy played well in the D League. They had more than man, just. Man, shout out to John Brock, man. But one of the best bigs at UW ever. Uh, Loved his game. He, he, he deserves it. For a man that turns down Mike Krzyzewski when he comes to your living room in Snohomish, Washington, man. to play for Lorenzo Romar at UW, he gets permanent shout outs. Man, he almost ticked. Tip dunked on me and at not, the Sonic Courts. Not only, that, not only did he never. Oh wow! Not yeah, only did he uh, play in the NBA. He he was a fan favorite, the Brockness Monster. I, <laughs> I love that guy. He played for the Kings and the Bucks, mm -hmm. two teams. And then he had a nice career overseas. Then he retired. Right he now he's his, coaching over at Snohomish, Snohomish, right? He's coaching, yeah. just living life. You know, he's happy. Didn't he have an issue? Something to happen to his vision? Yeah, he had like some some. I think that played a part in him. Uh, he got poked Tyron. in the eye or something yeah, bad something happened to him bad. in the game. But yeah. That's just a random random side note. Six NBA players. That was one of the things That's that people crazy. used to say about getting rid of Romar is that you have all this talent and, they lost and you still lose round. to but Purdue. They, but they did lose to – I mean, that Purdue team was good, but they weren't six NBA players. Yeah. Right. No, they were solid. I was – we we went – I went to that game. I was in the stands of that game. Oh, was that out there in Michigan game. or where was that at? So um, <clears throat> that would have been – the yeah, Milwaukee? Was it Milwaukee? Where was the game at? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't Bruce remember. You would know you were there. I think I remember it was close. It was, it was near Purdue. It was, like, it was either. It was, I think I it was Milwaukee. Being, I remember it being close enough to Purdue. I think it, that they I had, think they it was the Milwaukee. Crowd, you know. Yeah. And that, yeah, that brings us. Wasn't Coupon on that team? Well, maybe it was Coupon. Oh, maybe or maybe right. it was Coupon. It, it was Pondexter. I think you're right. I think it was Pondexter. Yeah, it was Pondexter. I don't think it was Justin Demon. I think it was Coupon. Yeah, it was Coupon, not Demon. I think it was Pondexter, yeah. I'm pretty sure Demon was on that team, too, though. Demon could have been gone by then. Yeah, I think he was gone by then. I think it was Pondexter. Did you ever have Demon, Vinoy, and Isaiah at the same time? That seems like a super overload. We could look it up. Because Vinoy played a lot mm. out the jump. He actually played more as a freshman than he did towards the senior year. You guys talk amongst yourselves while I look this up. Here you go. Shout out, shout out, to e shout out to Etwan Moore, who's on my fantasy roster right now. Right. Where are you? Are He's you on your fantasy place, roster in ninth place, but that's cool. Tenth place, maybe. Nah, my my team we got a big L last week. We got a big big win. Bruce bringing up big the caboose w last week. As usual. No. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to to another topic I want to discuss with you guys. Let's go ahead and switch up. We're still going to talk Husky hoops, but it kind of relates. But uh, what do you guys think the league should do about the one and done? Should they go zero and two? You either go straight or do two years. Bruce wants to go three years. Really? Man mandatory three years? Zero or three. Wow. I said, no, nah, man, you can't do that. No, no, no. I'm no. down so, with zero or two. Present my argument like I said. I said I, if I'm for zero or three, but I weigh – am heavily favored towards the zero if there has to be years in place then i said the three but what? i'm all for none. why three and zero i think two? i think all of us are are all about the none i think everybody wants no, but that's zero. what it is you either leave now but if you sign on to go you're there for By three the way, justin didn't was on that team it was jd there was no terrence ross oh no ross yeah it was before ross Good job dummy hey i was sorry guys. Oh, i'm just kidding spreading fake news all over the place oh charlie trump but, yeah, um, yeah, Bruce wants to do three because he said football does three. But football's a man's football's game. Di football's a different. That's totally for, different. That's no, for safety. Yeah, that's totally different. My, 
my argument is uniformity. I'm all about a standard. It's something that you can reflect on. And so if we already have a college sport that does three, that's very mainstream sport, and I get it. I understand the physicality of the game. I understand that, too. And basketball does actually have a sense objection. of physicality, too. Legal counsel Jackson, but, objection. <laughs> but um, that's that's where I want it. Just uniformity. That's just that's my, my reason. Right. No, I... I I think I don't think they'll ever do three. I don't think they should. I think it should be. I like the idea of zero or two. Zero or two. Like so you either go straight two or or you're two. Because what I said that if you do th- if you do three, I think you might have more guys leaving straight because they don't want to sign on for three. Right. It's like man, I'm not ready, but I don't want to do three, so I'm gonna leave man, now. Just catch, right. a lot of dudes, that, you know, they, they're done after one semester. Right. Can you imagine being in college for three years and, and they have to be there. Right. Some of those. Well, What's the difference? Of, that's like, going to drive a lot of people overseas too. It's, I'm just saying. You act like I'm just saying. You act like two is so hard. You act like two and three, like no, no, one no. year difference, is not bad. It I, is I, when, when you could be making millions. Right. right. And think about, uh, if, think about if you're Marvin Bagley or Michael Porter Jr. right now. I mean, we haven't seen Michael Porter Jr. play, but if you're Marvin, they Bagley, wouldn't. You they just wouldn't have three came. years. Right. Well, they would have went probably would have no, went I, zero. But I'm trying to think of a young man's perspective of being 18, 19, and having the the opportunity to make millions or having to stay in college for three years. You're saying go zero or but you're That's the option. You either go, yeah, you, either, yeah. you that, that's what they've discussed is you can go back, open up the high school again, but if you go to college. Oh, I thought you were saying a mandatory three years. Oh, no, I'm saying zero two or no. zero three. So I say zero. I think zero two is better. Right. You either go now, but if you sign on, you're, you're there for two. Yeah. It's like a contract. I think two is enough. But I, go ahead, Bruce. I think you. I think, uh, Adam, you're all, you're only – you can't just look at – I get it. Like, we should be thinking about the athlete mainly, but you can't just look at it only at the athlete. They're not going to just – got to look at the institutions and stuff like that. I think if you did three, that might entice the other benefit of going to college, which could be getting a college education. Like, I think if you went two, be like, oh, well, I'm halfway through. Screw that. I'm just going to drop out, go in. Or you might get people who are like, well, I'm three – Maybe I'll stay that extra one to finish up because that degree means something to me. And I get it. I get like most of you are thinking that, but you have to remember not everyone is going to be an NBA player. No, I I totally agree. But so then that doesn't apply to these guys. Those guys that aren't going to be NBA players, they don't care if it's one, two, three. They're not going after four. But some of those people never get the college experience. Some of them might be like, you know what? This is not that bad. I might want to just put that in the back burner. Plus the three. For me, is we always we have these marks in like um, America where it's like 16, you can do this. 18, you're adult. 21, like the three works well because it's like, hey, you get to be a child. And you a lot of times you hit that. I know you're technically adult when you're 18, but when you hit that 21 mark, you know life really starts kind of hitting you, and so right. you can enjoy those college years for the three. But a lot of those guys have come up playing basketball with a plan to go to the NBA. Right, like they're not like, they're not like normal kids. Like now they go to like these prep schools or you know where it's basketball, basketball, basketball. Like they're not focused on the education part. But I get it where you're saying if they right. like they could jump early. Well, what I, what I was gonna say is a whole other issue could erupt from this about basketball and football are the only uh, sports where they put that limit on there. Also, the only sports that are predominantly African American. They don't do that in baseball, tennis, soccer, nothing else. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're going to try and control the, these kids. They're going to try and control the decisions that these kids make. Right? Yeah. I mean, for football, I, I, like, even if football was predominantly whatever, white, Asian, whatever, well, the, you, you see why they do it with football. 
If you sent a high schooler straight to the NFL, right. that kid's getting killed. Right. He's playing against, you oh, know. Oh, for football-wise. For yeah. football, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basketball for basketball. Wise, that's why I think you let them have the, cho- the option to go. I think they should go. be able to go, yeah. But I think if they do, to, if they if you do go to college, you should you should have to stay there for you know a certain amount of time. I think three years is too much, but, but I think one two years. one's too little, right? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna then, then you then it's just open, right? Then right. you just go whenever you want. High school after one, two, three, four, whatever. Right. I think they should get if you go to college, you should have to stay there for two years. Right. I'm with that. All this is water down both products, you know, MBA and college. If you just let them. And then it, yeah, it'll, it'll, I wonder if that would change Calipari's system. You know. Because he's, he's obviously taken ownership of the one-and-done rule and made right. it to his benefit. Now, if it was a two-and-done, you know, how would that work? You know? yeah. Yeah. Would he just capitalize and get all the two-and-dones? But then some of these guys are like, man, i gotta share, I got to share a team for two years as mm-hmm. opposed to just one. Or it's like, man, if I'm going to be for two years, I might as well go to another school and just kill by myself. Or go overseas and make money so th- for a year. That could also be that. And so then this is – we can do a whole other part about this, but this would, then is how the NBA – to combat this would have to enhance their D-League, right? You can let guys come out of high school or whatever, but they can play in the D-League, right? And they have to get paid a legitimate salary yeah. so that, to try and prevent people from going overseas. And you have to make the D-League, give it some TV rights. If players like if like Lonzo Ball went to the D-League and he wasn't in the NBA because he couldn't be in there yet, right? If he had to do, still do another year before entering the NBA, he could do the D-League and still get paid, and people would go to games. People would watch Lonzo There could Ball. be sponsorship, right. corporate rights. Right. All that. I don't know. That's a, it's a, there's a lot of ways you could go, right? right. There's a lot of ideas. And there's so many things that, that follow afterwards. Yeah. Right. But if you could make the D-League, make the D-League cool again, the G-League, sorry. The G-League. You know? Let's get a G-League team up here, man. Man, I've always been thinking get a about that. Team? Why can't we get a G-League team? Because we have the storm, Sano. I mean, Adam, we have the storm. We don't need that. Okay? National champs. Two-time national champs. <laughs> no. World champions. Well, Lorenzo World Gonzalez. champions. Depends on who you're talking if you're to. talking to the Seattle shitty council, then it's Lorena Gonzalez. And she said they're national champs. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. But I think we do agree that the, the way it is now needs to change. Right. I think. It does need to change. But, yeah, back to the Huskies. It's kind of it's like a 50-50 if we're going to win 10. I'm right there on the nose. Adam and Santa were above 10. Bruce is Bruce hanging is out around there. six wins. No, a couple more than Six that. wins. No, a couple more than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and hopefully there's no injuries. We already had, unfortunately, I almost called him Michael Carter-Williams, but um, Michael Carter the third. He's probably better than Michael Carter-Williams. He's out six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. That That's not good. I, 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 I like his game, too. He loses some depth. From and he's a Seattle kid, O'Day. Man, he's sound, man. He, I like he, he goes to the hole, man. He, I think he would have been a good, reliable point guard option. Because, yeah, Chris, Chris can shoot. And Christmas takes a lot of bad shots, but Christmas doesn't have a point guard mentality. No, score, and know. we have to play him there. And then the next option is Kingler. I know a lot of people well, are frustrated. I think, with I think Matisse or Noel showed that they can initiate the offense. Kingler didn't even play today. Oh, Kia, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kingler didn't play at all. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Matisse and Jalen. I mean, David Chris also played 39 minutes today. Damn, that's Probably crazy. not what we want. 39 minutes? Yeah. See, that's where we talked about if we would have had this incoming class with Michael Porter Jr., Jonte, Blake Harris, all those guys, Muhammad Diara, I think his name was, then you move Chris down the pecking order. Right. And then he's not your number one option or number two option. He's your super hot threat off the bench. Where you could, like Eddie House from the Celtics. Right. Just come in, whap, whap, three, three. If he comes in, he's brick, brick, you take him out. You know, that's where I think his ideal – 
uh, in college Pac-12 level position is. But I mean, he, he's doing the most with what he got. Yeah, he's definitely he? doing the most. He is for sure trying to do the most out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think <laughs> the most, the most transition threes when they're at the worst times of the game. <laughs> so, I don't, and I don't think they're, I don't think Hopkins is too concerned with winning this year. But he's, he's just playing with what he's got. I think they're in the right, they're going in the right direction though. All right. Uh. So before we get going, we're gonna do. Um, you know, we talked to you guys last time about doing questionnaires from you guys. You guys asked questions. We have answers. Like I said, we are not experts, but... <laughs> Shit, dog. Speak for yourself, dog. We're pretty close. We're okay. pretty close. Uh -huh. But first, we just wanted to shout out. They wouldn't give us a pod if we weren't experts. Very true. But first, we want to shout out... A new pod to step two. <laughs> step two. Right. Step two. Can I talk about our fucking sponsors? I want to play our intro God, music Adam, again. You're so tested. Shout out to... To Christian Zabala, DJ Reminisce with on the ones and twos, making a custom track for Blacktop Smack Talk. Nah, Hope you guys are feeling that. I want to hear. We want to. He can make tracks for you too. Good charges, looking, Christian. Charges about seven grand. We got that in the back pocket, since man. He was a little kid. We got that in the back pocket. We don't steal Gucci sunglasses. We ain't doing that over here at Blacktop Smack Talk. <laughs> you know, shout out to our friends at Slide Through Food Trucks. Sure. My cousin Tan. Uh, my guy Kai Green with Break Bread Inc. What's up? What's up? Our homie Paul Chung down in Cali with hey. three, with three kicks. Hey, SoCal in the building. And Supreme Cut Barbershop. You said Supreme, right? Supreme Cuts. Isaiah Kearson, John Fires, Dominic Brandon. There's a whole load of them. They got all kinds of cats. So we appreciate mm -hmm. your guys' support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah. So we got a, we got a, we got some viewer questions that we follow up questions. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple questions. So what was the? So why don't you go ahead, Chuck? Which one are you gonna pull up? Uh, oh, so we got a question from uh, a loyal listener. Listening, he's listened to every single pod beginning to end. And uh, it's from Matt Smith. Not you don't got Big another Matt. one from your brother Travis Simon. Oh, from Trey Simon. <laughs> T Nutty. Uh, I was gonna go to the Matt Smith one. Oh, which okay. was gonna he Matt Matt Smith was discussing, uh, asking about, do we believe in trusting the process, and is that the right mm. way to go, for an NBA team? And what does it say to the young kids out there that when you're, when you're intentionally trying to lose, and you know you just throwing in the towel? What does that say to the kids out there? So, it's it's obviously in our face now with I mean, Sixers the, are doing the work. The tanking thing is, I think it's a completely different question. Yeah. Because it's not the players that are tanking, right? The players are going to play to win. That's that's the, that's the part about it. It's not the players are always going to try to win. Right. It's the team, the front office, team basically. not putting their best players, not making their best effort to get signed and get the best players. Right. 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 Which is the reason they don't come out and say we're tanking on very rare occasions, right? Right. When it's even when it's obvious. Like the Mavs this year might be tanking. Right. They know. Like they, they're re teams are realistic about where they're at, right? Like they know they're not playing for a playoff spot. They're playing for a draft pick. But see, the, now that, you know, tanking is no longer, you know, because now they went to the new rules. When is that going to affect next year? This is the last year for tanking, isn't it? This is the last year. Yeah. yeah. This is the, the last year rules. for tanking. So, and this is a top-heavy draft. Explain so, the rule. Explain the new rule, Adam. I don't know it off the top of my head. Bruce, you know it? The, the new, rule? uh, seriously asking, oh, the I new. Know. Yeah, what's the new what tank rule? What is the rule? new tank rule? Sneeze. Uh, 
Let me refresh. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear you. Let me refresh my 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 memory. Because uh, I'm thinking about the they have the player resting rule, the anti tanking. Um, well, the player does, resting now doesn't. So each right, each of the um, don't each of the three worst teams now will have an equal chance to get the the first pick. Is that like, what isn't it is? the, the percentages are different? Okay. Whereas, so like I think before the worst team had a higher percentage. So I think yeah, it was like 25%. Percent. Pong balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was 25%. And then the next team down was like 19. The third worst team was 15. But I think now those three worst teams all have like 14 or 15% chance now. So it's, okay. it's, uh, it's more even. So, you know, you can't get last and have higher. That's about a, what? 11%, 10% decrease now are going, going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, it ta- I guess that takes away. It doesn't eliminate tanking, right? It just, it kind of, no, I, well, because now you have two other teams that'll have a higher chance. That's a big, that's a big percentage change. Right. Um, yeah. and then I think, I think the worst team your I think your odds for those lower three teams are the same from picks one through three, but then I think it changes, it shifts up for like the worst team uh, getting a higher. They will they're guaranteed a top five pick. So I think that's where it changes. But yeah, the front end, those first three picks, it's definitely shifted, and then afterwards you you get back to the old school where you have a higher percentage if you're worse. Okay, that'll take away a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's the, what's the next one, Sano? What do you got? Uh, let's see what we got here. Is this the one from Addison? Is this Addison? Uh, what's the biggest name that's going to be traded this year? Shout out to Addison, Addison loyal Smith. listener. Got a few homies on. The biggest name that will be traded this year? At the deadline. DeAndre Jordan. Well, I just saw that DeAndre Jordan so to the, the Cavs, the Cavs yeah. Thompson. I Me and Adam were talking about that before. That, I don't even I think saw that the Cavs, too. I think he's just going to get traded. I don't think he's going to get traded for Tristan Thompson. I don't know why the Clippers would do that. Because him and Blake will be brother-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think he's going to beat Marcus Cousins. You think so? I think Cousins is going somewhere. I don't think he's staying in, Cle- or staying in uh, New Orleans. Mm. What do you guys sneeze? What do you think? No, I, 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 I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, DeAndre. Um somebody's got to get traded off the uh, Clippers somebody's team, but I think DeAndre. This party. <laughs> wow, but no. thanks for the informative answer. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to get traded yet. Um, I don't think that trade's going to, I don't think the DJ trade's going to happen. I guess that's, that's what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about tanking, the Clippers going to go into full tank mode, right? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. But they've been discussed. They, well, they're going to get Gallinari back. Obviously, Beverly's out for the season, but yeah, Beverly and, and Milos for the season. Yeah, and Milos is out for a minute. They need some help at the PG position. Milos. It's crazy though that a guy like okay Patrick Beverly goes down, and then people are considering should they tank? Like Beverly was the key to success. Well, it's, it's, it's also that in their record. Yeah. Well, I mean, you lose your two point guards. That's a big deal. Right. For, for I mean, if they were like if they were like ten and seven right now or something. I don't think people will be talking about tanking, but they're what? Five, what six, and eleven. Six and eleven. Yeah. And they just lost their two cards, so it you makes know, sense. You know, I could see it's been a rumor for a while, but I wouldn't be totally floored 
if Kevin Love got traded. You know? They're gonna yeah. have they're gonna have to make a decision in like one so when say let's say let's just say IT comes back January first for, for shiggles and gits, mm-hmm. right? And the trade deadline's like a month after that. So they'll have yeah, to make it's a earlier this they'll, year. They'll have to make a decision in like a month of the those three and are they gonna gel enough to make the finals. So who do you think is gonna get traded? That was the question. I think there's a better chance Love gets traded than Tristan. From Cleveland? Wow. I also think Tristan's LeBron's guy. I think that's got a big deal. That's and got a lot to do with it. LeBron, the GM, might not want to let his guy go. LeBron, the GM, but might then be gone it, you next know, year anyways. Maybe. Maybe he, deals, maybe he deals Tristan to the team he's planning on going oh, to. Oh, wow. He tr- trains him to the Knicks. Maybe. To Knicks. But that's the thing. is like, <laughs> man, for, for what? <laughs> I guess for what the Cavs want. Right, love does fit that man because he can that's, shoot. That's what we're, that's what I was saying in the last yeah spacing. That's what they he, need. He's exactly what they spacers. need. Three and, he, and D guys. DJ ain't that. Right, so I'm kind of perplexed why the cows would want to do that. Well, we don't even know if they really would, right? That was just a random rumor. It was what? just a rumor. Yeah, I don't know who was that. I don't know who wrote that up, but. So I think I have one from one another listener of ours. Loyal listener, Andrew Lee, another one of my cousins. He asked, why are the Knicks better without Melo? Sneeze, you want to go? I mean, yeah, yeah. The Knicks, I mean, the Knicks are better because it's given, without Melo, because it's given uh, Porzingis the keys to the car. You know, he's had a chance to flourish. Tim Hardaway's riding shotgun. And that's so, what I was gonna follow up to with with Haraway. They the no no pressure of having the veteran that needs to win now for those young guys and feeling like they have to do something or feel like they might be critical they made their mistake. Now that the team is open and it's and it's a young Porzingis's team who might not have that championship aspirations or expectations that Melo might have in his young point of this career. They're that's why they're playing. They're playing free, a little more loose. Yeah, I think the game has opened up a little bit more, and there's more movement. Um, Jeff Hornacek likes to pick up the tempo, and Melo's more of a guy in the half court. You know, being at an older age, and he's an ISO-heavy player, loves it to get in the ball in the post, pound it, you know, jab step, jab step, pull up. That's his game, and there's nothing I mean, wrong with that. But it's sim- it's similar to to the the Kobe situation in his last year with the Lakers, right? Like, not that necessarily made them a ton better, but it allowed other players to step up. Right? Yeah, I think the they're the Clarkson. balls the balls going around more. Yeah, for the Knicks, game. and you know, everybody. I think, I think everybody's happy because Melo is out, and he's you know he's doing fine in OKC. Right, it was just two different two different situations between the organization right. and Melo. And right? Jeff Hornacek, yeah, like I said, is an up and down coach. He's not somebody who likes to play in the half court. Doesn't like isolation, heavy ball. You know, he's running gun. So. I think the fact that Joe Kim Noah not playing at all helps. <laughs> yeah, because he was bad minutes last year. He's gonna be there for a while. Those bad minutes. <laughs> he's not he even was, suiting up. He was given bad minutes. And he's healthy and he's eligible to play. He's not even suiting up. He's getting up, a healthy man. DNP CD. They called him the defensive coordinator. He's a healthy paycheck. Yeah, yes. He he's a defensive <laughs> coordinator. You're still really? in the league and they give you a position like that. No, it's crazy. <laughs> Tibbs will probably sign him in Minnesota to go try and, and teach Towns some defense. Towns is really bad at defense. <laughs> on Holy that, cow. On that Bill Simmons pod, they were talking about who's better, 
uh, who'd you rather have, Towns or Drummond? And they were leaning towards Drummond. Drummond, Drummond, Compass. Drummond this year is... What's, what, what are his free throws? His free throws are up. 63% yeah. from 38. That's, imp that's impressive. That's improvement, yeah. That's really impressive. That's really like... They <laughs> would rather have Drummond than Towns? They were talking about that. It was on that top 20. All the, I don't remember hearing Oh, yeah, that. they were going in on that. Interesting. Hmm. And yeah, it was like, wow, well, I mean, I could see it. I mean, obviously, uh, Drummond knows what he doesn't do well, and that's like, shoot, right? Yeah. But maybe it's, you know, Towns now sharing the four with another score. So that's why his numbers aren't as good as you would imagine. But, yeah. Interesting question. You wouldn't have thought that would be a debate before the season started. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no way. No for way. Sure. So are we going to go more? Or are we going to wrap it up? Or what are we going to do? We got any left? I think we had. What was the other question we had? It was, what do we have? Where does, oh, where does Jalil Okafor land? Oh, that's from one of my former players, CJ Bussey. Okay, CJ. Uh, Jaleel Okafor, first of all, I think it's kind of ridiculous what they're doing to him in Philly. Yeah. I just, mean. Just, uh, just trade him. Like, why? why buy him, him out, trade him, showcase him, do something. something. But he's just wasting he's away. Not, he's, he's an NBA player. He's a serviceable player. He's he, not, averaged, he's, he averaged 17 and 7 as a rookie. And I know the back to the basket big is kind of, you know, falling out of popularity, but he could help a team, even if it's like a rebuilding team like Chicago or Atlanta or something like that. Don't like hold him hostage, so to speak. You know what I mean? That's weak. I would love to see him on Boston. If he got bought out, Boston needs another big. They could use and yeah. and I think we talked about it last ball. They could use another score. And I'm no Stevens. Stevens would know how to utilize him. Right. See, Where if anybody can incorporate mm -hmm. it, it'd be Stevens. Right. You can, yeah, who knows? Or maybe I mean, like San Antonio. San, San Antonio. Antonio. Popovich, Popovich could get the most out of him. When they took on like yep. Juan Blair. Yeah, Juan Blair. Yeah. Yeah. He was even useful Adam, there, too. With no ACLs. He was useful there. Or MCLs. Adam, I feel, I, could feel, I feel Adam's passion for his former Dookie right now. Look at him. No, but, his conviction. But, but honestly, if anybody, if anybody was put in that position, I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? That's kind of weak, if you ask me. You're and wasting the guy, somebody's career. The guy lost weight. He's in shape. Like, come on, man. If, Remember, you, if you was a Tar Heel, would you be saying the same thing? I would say about anybody, <laughs> to be honest with you, except Tar Heels. I, you know, Adam hasn't Adam hasn't made a mention to the great Tar Heel who just retired from the D League. Montrose? Kendall Marshall. Oh, Marshall. Kendall Marshall. Yeah. Kendall Marshall, the Lakers' best point guard in the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> he was out there. No, nah, man, Clarkson's better than him. But Clark ain't a real one. Clarkson's not a point guard. Well, he's a real one, but he ain't a real one, as in a point guard. Not a point. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that 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 what forty games that um, Marshall played was, I was killing. Say, I was wondering why he never stuck, at least as a backup. Because it was D'Antoni's system. Remember, he yeah. was averaging like ten assists. And he, he was. Like, he was like, dog, get him in fantasy, get him in fantasy. And he was eating. Yeah, he averaged like nine assists a game. He was like top five in the league. Right, and that was after hella games of not getting shit. Right, right. Which is crazy, but yeah, he just retired from the G League. All right, we don't need to talk about Kendall Marshall of all people. We can talk about Ed Coda. No, we don't talk nope. about any of those guys. Oh, okay. Ed Rather talk about Abdul Gaddy. Joseph Forte. I don't want to talk about what was it, Wayne Avery. What was that one Duke point guard? Oh, William Avery. William, William Avery. Avery. Yeah. Bum. Oh, man. Oh, bum. So, is that, it? Is that all we got? That's, That's all, all we, we got. got. That's all we I got. Think, I think, yeah, we just wanted to give you guys a little something. Uh, we're going on, a couple of us are going on out of town for a minute, so we had to drop you a little pot. Yeah, I know. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about when, uh, yeah, what are we, uh, when my guys get back. So, uh, yep. 
We got a couple weeks off. Yeah, I think we got like about no. a week and a half. About a week and a half. Right. Adam, you want to do a solo pod? You and Bruce? Nah, man, I'm good. I mean, shoot, we got high school basketball coming up. We should probably we talk do. about that. We, 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 get we got New York some Knicks high school hoops. Pod. We got, man, there's so much to, like, talk about, you know. For us, we just have so much, like, information and things we want to talk about that we're trying to cram it all in. Not much to talk about for the Nathan Hill Raiders, but those Garfield Bulldogs are nothing to mess with. Basically, last year's radio. Yep. Right. What's left of them? No, they'll be all right this year, from what I'm hearing. Rumors. Couple, couple guys are back. Couple I'm guys were there. They left, and now they One came of my back. former players is an assistant coach on there, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm oh, okay. excited to see. Yeah, it should be a, a couple feature Huskies, hopefully, are on that team. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, Sneeze, you got anything? You got anything for our, for our listeners? Uh, just my, my parting shout out, man, is, is out to a former league MVP, man. You know, D Rose is going through it right now. Had to oh, take a little man. leave of absence to contemplate. Dang, we didn't even know. talk about that. But I just want to shout out D Rose, man. Yeah. I know it's tough. The injuries, man. I know it's hard, but, uh, Hopefully that'll you know, be I hope settled. he doesn't, I hope he doesn't retire. Um, a lot of people don't know, but he's got a lot of endorsements still. He's got eighty million left on that Adidas contract. So, Was it, yeah, man, don't retire. A lot of money. Don't it's retire. He's got seven years, eighty million left on that contract. Man, you can hang around the league and make that paycheck, get that money, man. Right. All right. But but you know it's it's tough, and you know this is something we can talk about. You know, on our next pod, maybe it's a it's a tough situation. Tough situation. Tough situation. Mm-hmm. You guys hear it. There it is. But anyways, this is our parting. Yeah. Our parting. We'll be back in what a couple weeks now. Yeah. Hey. Who's going to who's gonna, who's gonna spin on the beat? Who's going to spin on the track? Bruce, you got a hot 16? Oh, man. Got that I mean, shoot. Charlie, that Charlie, Charlie knows Mac more. Hey, come on. Let's get him on. And Bruce does it. And Bruce does it. Bruce, let, let me hear, let me hear you. Let me get let me get four bar Friday. Let's not let's say we four, did. Uh, <laughs> let me get a little Dame Miller. Four bar Friday. <laughs> four bar Friday. But yeah, you guys, you guys hear it. Thank you again for following us. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll see you soon. Black Top Smack Talk. Add us on all our social medias. And we out. Yep. Dust. I should be back to 81% by then.